I think it was on our, our second or third day out there, um, overnight snowed, must have been a foot and a half late season spring storm. And these kids from Albuquerque, you know, some of them had never touched snow before. And, and we woke up in the morning and I quickly found out that most kids didn't have gloves or a winter hat or appropriate clothes to, to, to be in that, those kind of temperatures or that kind of situation. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode 144, Careers and Outdoor Adventure with Paul Dreyer. Hey, before we get started, I wanted to say happy birthday to Kurt. It was his birthday this past weekend, and not only was it Kurt's birthday, but it was also the one-year anniversary of the Adventure Sports Podcast. Can you believe it? One year. We're on episode 144, and we've been having a blast. So I hope you guys have also been having fun. If you have, please do us a favor and share it with all your friends. We want to build up the biggest following we can for the show that's possible. Thanks for listening, and let's get on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is Travis. Today I have Paul Dreyer on the line. Uh, Paul is from Avid for Adventure. Paul was born in South Africa and he moved to the United States as a young child. He's worked in experiential education, leadership development, and group psychology for the past 20 years. Among many things, Paul is the director of risk management with Avid for Adventure, as well as a senior instructor for the Knowles Outdoor Leadership School. So Paul, welcome to the show. Great, great to be here. Good to have you. So we're doing a little bit different episode today, and this is um, more so about how to how to possibly have a career in outdoor adventure. Um, obviously, you've spent a lot of your life doing this, so I think you're a great person to talk to about doing these things. And one of the the uh, the neat things that makes this good timing is that Avid for Adventure, it's a, a Colorado and California school, just received Outside Magazine's 2015 uh, One of the Best Places to Work Award. So I think uh, congratulations are in order for you guys for that, for sure. Thanks so much, Travis. Yeah, it's, uh, um, we're really proud of that work. And for 13 years since we've been doing the work that we do, it's, we always strive to not only be the best camp for, for kids and parents, but, but to really be the best job anybody has ever had. Yeah. So let's go into a little bit about uh, Avid for Adventure and what you do. I had Ian Roberts on a while back, and he was uh, he did a great job explaining what it is. for Maybe for listeners that haven't heard about it, you guys run a great program in Colorado is where I see you, but I understand you also have schools in California. Um, let our listeners in on what it is Avid is there for. What is it you guys do, and who do you do it for? Yeah, you bet. Uh Thirteen years ago, we were founded, and we were really founded um, because of 
the alarming, and this continues to be uh, alarming, the alarming rates of more and more kids doing less and less outdoors, having more and more stagnant lifestyles and increasing screen time, increasing um, childhood obesity and diabetes rates. So uh, what we do at Avid4 is, is try to combat those numbers and, and try to empower kids to, to choose active and healthy lifestyles outside. And we do that by offering summer camps, as you said, across the Front Range, Colorado, and in the Bay Area. And getting kids outside, um, often first experiences or, or growing their, their skills in paddling and biking and climbing and hiking and being outdoors, uh, for, for them to have a really fun and positive experience in the outdoors, uh, again, so they'll want to keep choosing that active and healthy lifestyle uh, after camp and for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's so crazy important. I mean, we all have cell phones and tablets and mm -hmm. um, the same thing. I'm a father and I watch my kids and they can get sucked into those things so easily. We limit their, their screen time, you know, uh, to weekends. And the the goal to get them outside is, is this ever-driving goal. I mean, it's constant just to make sure that we're getting them out there to enjoy real life, the real world, instead of burying their faces into a screen in some pretend world. Exactly. And, and we know that, that screens aren't going away and we're not anti-technology. And we, we just want to, because as you say, that they're so, so much of our culture is driving folks towards technology and towards screens. We just want to make sure that the kids are also having uh, an opportunity to, to see an alternative and to, to get outside and, and go back to you know, perhaps yours and I, my roots of childhood of, of unstructured playtime outside and just the ability to, to have fun and, and, and maybe take a, a, some appropriate risks out there and, and, and see what happens from that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, there's a lot of kids in this generation just being robbed of, of what it is we grew up with. You know, there was no such thing as the tablets. And, you know, the, the whole goal in life as a kid was to be outside. And you're outside until mom made you came in, come in. And she probably had to yell at you five times to do it, you know. And as soon as dinner's done, you want to get back out there and play again. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I think kids are, if we don't push our kids into this outdoor, you know, activity adventure. Um, they're just going to get sucked into it and become adults that don't get out there at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. So what age groups do you guys deal with? How young up to how old? So sometimes I think of the analogy of, of, uh, we start at the earliest ages and, and at starting at age three. So preschool programs and, I think of an analogy of learning a language or, or learning any any skill that um, if you can start at the earliest ages, that that's where you can have so much traction and, and just so much reward uh, immediately. So starting at, at preschool and and vast majority of our programs are elementary school age. So so kids that that really can um, can jump into things and learn things quickly. We do uh, tons of work in the elementary school ages, and then uh, most of our all of our day camp programming goes through middle school, so through seventh and eighth grade. And then Ian, who was on your show a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, he runs our overnight camp, and our overnight camp has programming all the way through teenage years as well. Um, so, so we really try to um, ha make it possible for campers and families to to start at the earliest ages and then go all the way through through adult and college and hopefully end up working for us in the future. 
Yeah, it's like getting them hooked on the on the drug early on, you know. But the drug is the is the good kind. You get them started exactly. early and uh, and watch them rise up through it. So you have a pretty diverse background when it comes to uh, outdoor education. Um, what got you into it as a as a person? Were you an adventurous kid to begin with, um, or did you just kind of learn to do it as you you were growing up later on? Yeah, kind of neither of those things. I was um, heavily into sports growing up. So basically anything with a ball, I was doing it. And all, all team sports, so soccer and lacrosse and basketball and baseball, all, all of those endeavors, that, that was um, my gig through college, really. I play, played competitive sports through college. Um, and I, I sometimes tell my life story as, as two distinct lives. And, and I feel like my one life went just beyond college, and, and I was on this one track uh, to, to kind of be in that corporate world, as so many folks are um, experienced these days. And my, my first job right out of college was uh, with a big corporate bank, being a financial analyst and looking at a computer and, and spreadsheets and making decisions on loans and wearing a suit to work every day and, and really had very little exposure to the outdoors in terms of the adventure lifestyle. And, and I, I worked that job in the, in the big corporate bank on, on the East Coast for just under a year, for about 11 months. And, and that's where I, I feel like my first life ended when I, when I quit that job and moved west to, to basically go skiing, be a ski bum in Utah. And I was thinking that would be for, for one season. And, and really, you know, I, I got to Utah and got introduced to a, a community of people and a different lifestyle that, that really started my second life and started me on this trajectory to be in the, the outdoors and the adventure industry. And one of the things I, I promised myself when I left that corporate job in the bank, one of the things I said is, hey, you know, I'm going to do something professionally that I really love and believe in personally. I'm not, I'm not going to take a job that, that I don't love and believe in again. And, and when I got to Utah, I, I started doing all, all of these adventure sports like backcountry skiing and, and climbing and, and mountain biking. And it was something that I really just loved personally. So I had just made this pledge that, Hey, I want to work at something that I really love personally. So that's when I got my first job as a, as a guide in outdoor education. And it was a lot of uh, one things leading to, to the next from there. Yeah, you were good to do that early on. So many of us get stuck. You know, you like to do these things, but then the safe road or safe rut seems to be, you know, jumping into the, the desk job and doing what what most of us consider mundane work, you know, and to be able to buck that trend and, and get into doing something you truly love is uh, that's a true blessing in and of itself for sure yeah and i really feel fortunate that as you said in the opening of the show i have been doing that in one way or another for for 20 years and i i feel it's one of the things i really feel proud of and love empowering other folks to to make that that choice to to do what they really love and and do something that that is meaningful in the world whether that's for for kids or adults or or, or whatever they're really passionate for Right, right. Well, let's help people buck that trend a little bit. I mean, surely we have a lot of listeners that are into adventure sports and, and the outdoor life. They wouldn't be listening to this show if they weren't. So certainly there are a good handful of those uh, young folks that are thinking, I too would like a, a job in the outdoors. How is it that I can make the outdoors my own office? So you guys have a good opportunity 
where you guys are. Let's talk that, about that a little bit. I know you're in a recruitment uh, phase right now looking to pick some people up. So maybe we can get the word out to some of these people and uh, get you guys linked up and get some good candidates for you. Yeah, that would be great. You know, uh, like I was just saying, um, we we would love to 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 provide people with the best job that they've ever had in their life, and that that is our number one um, goal as a recruiting team. You mentioned that I I wear a whole bunch of different hats at Avid. One being the director of risk management, but but also serve as our recruiting director. So uh, I and, and my small team here at Avid. We, um, we're fielding phone calls and emails every day, folks wanting a, a job with us and, and how to go about applying. And, um, we really, we, we treat our, our staff like our customers. We, we feel like, um, we, we want to provide the best customer service for, for folks who want to work with us. We, parents tell us all the time that, that the biggest difference between uh, from, for uh, in Avid for Adventure compared to other programs and other schools and camps is we hire the best staff uh, and so in terms of how to how to jump into it and, and and have the best job potentially of your life and and work with the best staff out there uh, really easy to find the information on our on our website Travis it's just avidfor.com and we have a a page dedicated to staff with with how to apply and all of the benefits and um, we definitely can, can go into some of those benefits and perks that, that we have on the show. Um, but, but the information is pretty clear on the website there. Yeah, sure. So what is the day in the life of an avid staff member look like? Um, what does the staff look like too? I mean, are we talking 20 somethings? Are we talking mm-hmm. the full gamut, you know, 20 somethings to, you know, 50 somethings? What can people expect if they were thinking to thinking about contacting you? Yeah, most most summer camps uh, staff is is high school college age, and a minimum age for us is twenty one. So, and our average age tends to be about twenty six to twenty seven. So, I feel like the the bulk of the staff is in that mid twenties range, but but it does range the gamut. I, I would say from from early twenties to uh, typically instructor staff uh, is goes to that late thirties age. Um, it's it's just above that. I think it's it's hard to ask folks for for purely seasonal work. So so that's kind of rough demographics. And, and in terms of your question, kind of day in the life, I think it's a, a a great question. It depends a little bit. We have different instructor positions out there. So some are specialty staff, so you're able to apply it. if you just want to work with uh, with kiddos uh, rock climbing all summer and you have skills and experience already coming into the door as a rock climber, we have positions that, that you're just out on the rock every day. And most of our instructors are, are multi-sport instructors. So the day in the life is really, I think, exciting for those instructors because each day you get, um, you're doing a different sport with, with your group. So our camps work is uh, you get one group for the week for Monday through Friday. And, and on a multi-sport camp, uh, that Monday through Friday, Monday maybe you're you're mountain biking, and Tuesday you're paddling, and uh, Thursday you're climbing. Each day you're meeting your kiddos at camp at that same group for the week. Um, the uh, campers arrive at nine o'clock, and then you head out to the trailhead, to to the reservoir, to the river, or the, or the crag, and, and you're with that same group doing that activity, and and not only that activity, but team building games and confidence building games. And then, and then returning to, to camp for, for pickup at three o'clock. 
one of the things I think that's great about this job compared to, um, quite frankly, a lot of other jobs that I've had in the outdoor education world is, is you get to go home at, 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 in the evening and you get your weekends free. I've done a lot of work where it's more expeditionary focused, where you're away from a loved one or your family or, or, or just your community of friends for, for a month at a time or two months at a time. Whereas the, the day in life of Avid, it, it's really busy and, and you're, you're working hard outdoors Monday through Friday, but, but then you're home in the evenings and, and on the weekends as well. Bentgate Mountaineering, located in Golden, Colorado, has been outfitting backcountry travelers for the last 20 years. Winter is in full swing, and it's prime time to check out the latest in alpine touring, telemark, NTN, and split boarding gear. Bentgate carries the premier brands, including Black Crows, DPS, Dinafit, G3, Icelandic, K2, Rocky Mountain Underground, Rosignol, Solomon, Voli, Never Summer, and Jones. With more people in the backcountry than ever, it's crucial to be prepared. Bentgate has the latest in avalanche safety gear from beacons to airbags. Come in and they will set you up with a proper gear and point you in the right direction to educate yourself on snow safety. If you don't own the gear, Bentgate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment, including the latest skis, boots, split boards, beacons, shovels, and probes. Bentgate also hosts free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a hands-on opportunity to ride the latest gear. Be sure to check bentgate.com for their full product selection as well as updates on all of their events. Never run out of camp stove fuel again. The 180 stove is a natural fuel stove that eliminates the need to carry heavy, bulky fuel canisters. With a generous 6-inch by 7-inch cooking surface, it folds away into a clean, compact, self-forming case that is small enough to fit inside your pocket. At only 10.4 ounces, the additional weight and space savings allows for other important items in your pack. Get more information at 180TAC.com and look for it in retailers near you as well as online. This wouldn't be the Adventure Sports Podcast if we didn't actually make you tell us a couple of fun stories. So let's do one for now. And it doesn't have to be related to Avid. It could be, you know, pulled from your 20 years of, of uh, experiential education. But what is a really good story that sticks with you from one of your adventures, one of your outings that you love to uh, share with people? Um. Well, people love to remember things that think, things that go wrong, I think. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll tell you a story of, of things that went wrong, but turned out okay. Um, I, sometimes I, I consider myself a, a, a mercenary educator. So I've worked with a whole bunch of different organizations. So, uh, often in a contract role. And I remember one time I took a contract with a school based in Albuquerque, New, Me- New Mexico, a uh, middle school that, that does lots of, uh, short, extended outings. And 
I was, this was springtime in New Mexico uh, outside of Albuquerque and with a group and heading out on, on a short, I think it was a, a four night backpacking trip up in the mountains. And, and I was going in there just as a contract employee. So it wasn't a part of too much pre-trip expectations or, or planning with, with the kids and with the families. So arrived, met everyone, headed out. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful few days out there in the mountains. And most everyone's first experience, kids that, that were not very, very adept or, or experienced at being in the outdoors. And I think it was on our, our second or third day out there, um, overnight snowed must have been a foot and a half late season spring storm and these kids from albuquerque you know some of them had never touched snow before and and we woke up in the morning and i quickly found out that most kids didn't have gloves or a winter hat or appropriate clothes to 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 be in that those kind of temperatures or that kind of situation so it was it was a, a fun few hours of of cooling everybody's gear and lighting fires and, and keeping people warm and, and playing games. And it, it was amazing within hours, um, folks went from, from being really scared and thinking that they're going to be really cold and not knowing how to survive a situation to, to feeling really empowered and, and knowing that this was going to be the most memorable part uh, of their whole uh, four-day experience out there in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a bit of a shocker if you've never seen snow and mom and dad gear you up to go into the snow <laughs> and you get out there and find out that you don't really have anything to uh, to combat the snow. Yeah, yeah, fun times. That's funny. So back to Avid. Um, yeah. As far as the geography, I mentioned that you guys are located in Colorado and California. I don't know much about that. Um, let us let us in on where it is you actually operate. Yeah, you bet. So we have um, eight day camp locations in Colorado and kind of up and down the front range. So we have a, a couple locations in Boulder, a couple locations in Denver, and then also Golden, Lafayette, Highlands Ranch, and, and Castle Rock. So those are our, our um, day camp locations, and then we have one overnight camp location in Bailey, Colorado, and that's just out 285, a little bit west from, from Denver, just west for, from Evergreen and Pine. Uh, so those are our Colorado locations, nine in total, and then we have four day camp locations all in the Bay Area and kind of spanning all around the Bay, so one north of San Francisco in Marin, one in the East Bay in Oakland, and then two in the South Bay. We kind of stay away from, from, from San Francisco itself in the summertime because anyone who knows the Bay Area knows that it's, uh, it's really cold and, and cloudy in the summertime right in the city. But as soon as you get out of the city, South Bay, East Bay, and North Bay, really, really gorgeous all year round. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, seasonality, are you guys year-round, just summer, spring, summer, fall? Yeah, vast majority of our programming is just in the summertime. We do offer in Colorado, currently and coming soon in California, uh, school programs through the fall, um, and that's through just September and October. So in terms of our staffing plan, um, the, it really is a seasonal job that, that folks um, work two and a half to, to three months programming and work really hard during those summer months. 
And then some of our staff um, who want extra work can sign on for an additional two months of work uh, through through that September and October school programming season, again, just in Colorado. Okay. And this is not just for local kids, I assume. I mean, if somebody's listening across the country, it's obviously open for them to send a, send their kids out here or their child out here to take advantage of your, your courses, right? Yeah, you bet. And, and, you know, you asked before in terms of who does our, our, our programming and it's really open to all kids. And, and our mission is to get as many kids as possible outdoors and, and choosing active and healthy lifestyles. So, um, kids and, and also staff c- come uh, apply to work from us for, for us for, from all over the country and the world as well. And, um, and, you know, camps do cost money. So, so, um, many of our families ha- have means to, to pay for camp, but we also do have a, a really big financial assistance program as well. And we love getting applications from, from local families, from families all across the country who, whether they can afford or not afford camp, if we can make it happen and, and get their kids outside, we're, we're really excited about that. Uh, that's cool. I'm glad to know that you're able to help out that way too, because we don't want it to be just open to the, the people who can afford it. You know, Exactly. Kids from all walk of life need to, uh, to get out and experience this stuff. So do you ever hear back from your students? I mean, I don't know how often they progress up through the, the ranks. They come in as a, as a three-year-old and, and end up leaving as a 17-year-old. Or I'm sure you have a, a complete mix, but do you get stories back from, from your students that say, hey, you know, I, I visited your, your school back in such and such year and, you know, I'm 28 now and I'm still doing this stuff. Thank you very much for that, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you two quick stories, actually. Um, what one is, um, an, another thing we do is, is we'll, or as I was saying in the, the school programs that, that go through the fall, those are, we go to schools and have, you know, really just get kids short exposures to the outdoors. So for example, we, we might bring like a climbing wall or a portable kayak tank to a school and then, and base there for the week in different grades, we'll, we'll cycle through and get just a really small amounts of time exposing themselves to, to climbing and paddling. And, and last year we had a, a girl who, who ended up coming to our overnight camp, which is kind of the, the culmination of an avid experience. And she was away for two weeks and went on a backpacking trip. And, and she, she, she wrote us a letter saying that she had first heard about avid. I think she was in kindergarten or first grade when we came to her school and, and she did just this short one day experience with, with avid and her family didn't have a lot of money, but she had been saving up for uh, her allowance and, and just asking her, her parents for, for little bits of extra change here and there and, and saving up that money for five, six, seven years until she had enough money to, to go to overnight camp. And, and, and then last year she was able to, to attend overnight camp and, and will be back with us again this year. So, so that's one story of, of just someone not growing up with Avid, but having an initial experience and keeping it in their mind and like those powerful experiences, any initial exposure to the outdoors, that's really what we're after. And, and one other really short story for you, Travis, is we did have, we, we have, um, this one person just just come immediately to mind. She did do camp every year with us as, as a little kid. Um, and then ended up going to overnight camp and doing overnight camp. And then we have a, 
a leader in training program for overnight camp. As you go into those teenage years, you can come be kind of an assistant counselor. So she, she came and was an assistant counselor, and then she's been working for us as an instructor for the past three or four years. And this year, um, she, she had initially said at the end of the last year that she was not able to come back. She was going to look for other work. And we just heard just a week ago, she, she sent us an email and said, you know what? I just can't imagine a summer without Avid. I need to come back. And she's coming back and, and working as an instructor for us again this year. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> well, that says something about your company, you know, that people are, they're getting so much out of it that they, they feel like that's such a part of their life that it's hard to leave. I mean, that's a, that's a really good thing. Yeah, thank you. So going into uh, some of the staff benefits, like you alluded to before, what can people expect if they were actually to sign on with you? Yeah, so the, the, the first thing that they could expect is, is just an amazing community of coworkers and, and co-outdoor play partners. Um, it's, it is really wonderful in the summertime to just see our staff community come together. And we, um, we often facilitate group adventures. So we do a, a staff trip that, that is free for all staff who want to attend out to Moab. For, for a long weekend and we take care of all the food, all the camping and the chances to just get together and climb and paddle and, and hike and, and bike together. And we do those sorts of um, facilitated events throughout the summer. But really beyond what we do, people meet each other. And, and as I was saying, people come from all over the country and and within the first couple of weeks that they have this community of friends to, to go play with. And we'll often sponsor events where it's maybe you're a biker, but haven't climbed very much. And we'll set up a, a climbing day where our lead climbers can go and, and teach you how to set up top ropes or how to lead climb and those sorts of things. So that, that's one of the, the, the community that, that you engage in and, and enter into is a huge benefit. And, and then, and then we try to strive to do fun things like we have, um, an adventure grant that all staff are open to apply for where, um, you, you make a, a short video, short three to five minute video of what your adventure of a lifetime is, where, what you want to do anywhere in the world that you want to travel to and, and have an adventure. And, and one staff per year wins their adventure of a lifetime and, and we'll pay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cover round trip airfare for two to make, make that adventure happen. Plus a little spending stipend to, to, to just have folks outliving their dreams be, beyond Avid. So fun perks like that, that, that we try to keep adding new and new, new and more perks to, to our staff every year. Dude, the adventure grant, that makes me want to sign up with you guys just to be able to have the chance to win that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. And it, it really is. Uh, every year um, that the uh, staff goes out and does that, then they come back and share um, what what they do and uh, pictures and, and stories, and it really spreads that that lust for adventure within our staff. That that then goes to to the kids and families. That that ultimately is what we're trying to do. Yeah, very cool. Well, that sounds like a good opportunity for sure. So let's steer you on to another story. You kind of. You alluded at a time that uh, things didn't go right, but they turned out all right. What about a time when things really didn't go right? I mean, that can be the essence of adventure on certain outings. So there must have been a good time when uh, obviously you lived through it, but you weren't sure you're going to. Yeah, I'll tell you, the most recent, as you've mentioned, another organization that I work with is the National Outdoor Leadership School, Knowles. And 
about a year ago or so, I was uh, teaching a course in Patagonia, Chile, down down in the south of Chile. And after I was done working, as as you said, you know, it, it's uh, I try to do as much personal. Um, playtime in the outdoors as I do professionally. So after that course, I, I went out on just a, a personal backpacking trip in Patagonia and got certain information on this one route that I, that I really wanted to complete. Uh, I was, it was a, from a point A to point B over, over a high pass in Patagonia and got information from, from some local friends down there, local, uh, ch- uh, Chile folks and set out and about halfway through, so the kind of the midpoint and the, the crux of this whole route, I had to um, go a, across a, a chasm, for lack of a better word, a, a really a steep canyon, cross this river, and then over this pass, and um, and try. And I was walking just off trail. There, there was no, t- not too many trails, but um, typically there's always a, a, a way to, to find a way through, and just entered the worst bushwhacking experience that I've had in, in my 20 plus years trying to get into the outdoors. And, and for your listeners who aren't familiar with bushwhacking, it's just when, when you're making your way through the, through the woods or, or through the mountains with, with no trail. And Patagonia bushwhacking is known to, to be extreme. And I was at the kind of upper level of advanced extreme Patagonia bushwhacking. And it was just walking through um, truly forest of thorny bushes and trees for for miles and miles with, with no end and and it just you know uh, eventually had to turn around and did not make the where I was headed to and um, so disappointing when, when you're have a goal in mind like that and, and trying to to accomplish something and all by myself trying to make my way uh, a, a certain way and, and eventually just had to um, uh, admit defeat and come back the, the way I had come and and this was after multiple days of trying one way to go and another way and um, crossing rivers and having to cross back and uh, eventually just just came back the the way I, the way I came and, and just knew that it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work out this this mountain pass for me this way, and um, you know I, I always like stories having a happy ending. Um, the, the I remember the very last day of, of that trip that I was on came back out the exact way that I that I came, and on the last day right before I, I hitched a ride back to the, the Knowles Base Camp, ended up running into. Uh, a local woman who who lived on a little farm there, and she brought me in for just some tea, and she had freshly baked cookies that she had made, and it ended up being the, the best experience of that whole trip of, of just kind of a remote backcountry experience with a with another person who was living there, and, and that just wouldn't have happened if I had completed the route that I originally set out to do. So. Really disappointing. Came out with tons of scratches and scrapes and cuts all over my body from the bushwhacking experience, but but also an amazing new local friend and and fresh cookies. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good when they turn out that way. You're you're out there and you're you're dejected because your big adventure uh, you know caused you to to turn around, but all of a sudden you made a new friend and and you have something to to relive and and tell stories about. 
Hey, River Rats! You've heard nature photographer John Fielder discuss Colorado's free-flowing Yamper River on the Adventure Sports Podcast. Now get the 150 scenic and historic pictures behind the words. John's latest coffee table book guides you from its headwaters in the Flat Tops Wilderness to the confluence with a green river and Dinosaur National Monument. Visit johnfielder.com for more about the book or get your copy now at amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or your favorite independent Colorado book retailer. Once again, that book is Colorado's Yampa River, free-flowing and wild from the flat tops to the green. Phoenix Multisport is a sober, active community that supports individuals who are healing from substance use disorder by providing free programs to help them maintain their sobriety. A few of these programs include CrossFit, yoga, boxing, cycling, and rock climbing, and are offered to anyone who is 48 hours clean and sober. Phoenix Multisport provides programs in Colorado, Orange County, California, and Boston, Massachusetts. For more information on this nonprofit, go to www.phoenixmultisport.org. Together, we can help individuals rise from the ashes of their addiction and heal families. So have you been back to Patag- Patagonia to, to try and conquer this or no? Uh, um, no, that was just last year. I, I've been to Patagonia a few times now and, and done some other things there. But uh, no, I haven't had time to, to get back to, to that exact spot again. But it'll it'll happen in the near future, I'm sure. On the list. <laughs> That's good. All right. Um, so why should parents contact avid for adventure and sign their kids up what is the what is a good selling point to to get them to to call you i know we're we're talking about a career and whatnot but i mean the idea of getting kids out and 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 doing this kind of stuff is like i said is really important so i want parents to to sign their kids up for any adventure uh experiential learning situation because you just got to get your kids off the couch get them out there get them addicted to it and it'll do wonders for them as they become adults you bet um you know we try to make um camp the most um empowering and fun and engaging experience for campers but also the easiest logistical experience for parents so in terms of why parents should should call avid and sign up um we, we want to make parents' lives easier um, from the get-go. So signing up for camp online is really easy for, for, for parents. And when they show up at camp, um, it's so easy. And, and um, uh, dropping your kid off, we want to immediately greet you and your camper and get them engaged so, so you really know that, that your kiddo is in good hands and will be engaged through the day. Um, and we want to follow up with you at the end of camp to – to continue the learning back home. So, and we'll have all of the gear that, that a kid needs for, for camp, uh, there. And so we want to make sure that, that parents, um, just, just have, have no worries again from the onset through the entire camp experience. And they know that, that it's going to be something that, uh, a kid is so excited to ask for next summer. Oh my God, when is Avid for? 
coming home. And then at the end of each day to, to make the final step of the parent's life easier, um, I hear this from parents all the time. They just say, thank you for, for bringing my kid back to me really, really tired at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. There is definitely a benefit there. Your kid's been out in the outdoors, breathing great air and and, uh, making great friendships. But at the same time, you got a break as well. (laughs) That's a win-win. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So what sports does Avid deal in? Um, You guys, I know you have, you used the term multi-sport a couple times. Um, Mm -hmm. What actual sports can kids come out and delve into? Yeah, our core sports are... uh, Biking, mountain biking, uh, rock climbing, and paddling. And in paddling, we break that up into uh, three different sports. So, so we canoe, kayak, and stand-up paddleboard. So in different locations, uh, different regions. So we do sl- things slightly different in California or, or Colorado. But those core sports, biking, climbing, and paddling, are throughout. And, and then really we, we focus on um, – just getting kids outside too. So, so we, we, uh, we hike and, and we teach outdoor skills, uh, outdoor education skills, um, throughout the week and across all of our camps as well. And, and kids can sign up for uh, a multi-sport experience where, where they can do all of those sports, um, or single sport. So if a kid has maybe done a couple years of our, our multi-sport camps and, and want to just hone and, and advance their skills in, in rock climbing, you can sign up for a week of rock climbing or a week of paddling, uh, a week of biking. We have a, a survival skills program too. So if you want to focus just on more of those outdoor education and, and hiking type skills, we have, we have that as a single sport option as well. Yeah, I picked up on that. I saw that you guys did the primitive skills. I didn't realize you did, and I thought that was interesting. My son goes to a, a, a primitive skills course one day a week, and the neat thing is, about it is that I have an interest in it myself, but I don't have the time with, with work and doing the show, you know, different hobbies and doing other things mm-hmm. with the family. Um, it actually turns out that he comes home and teaches me things that he's learned about it. So it's kind of neat to to send him off and he learns it and he loves it and enjoys it. And But what he really loves is coming home and teaching dad about it too. So it's neat that you guys have that alongside of these other adventure sports. And that's so great. You were asking me before about stories that we hear from, from campers years after they've gone to camp. And we hear those stories all the time. The, uh, the story of, oh, I was out from, from either a camper or a parent. The story of, oh, we were on vacation canoeing together and the canoe capsized and my eight year old kid was able to teach us how to tea rescue and flip the canoe over and save the family, right? And it's, it is uh, amazing to, to, to hear those stories of the story of the, the kid being inspired to go rock climb. And so dad who hasn't climbed for 10 years because it's been too busy with, with work and life and other things, the kid comes home and says, you know what? I, I just w- went to this place and it's so cool. It's five minutes from my house. Can't we go next weekend? And, and so it, it further, furthers learning and inspiration at home. We, we love those stories. Yeah, it really does. And that's the coolest thing for them. I mean, kids spend so much of their life being told what to do, where to go, when to be there, get in the car, you know, and for them to grab on to something of their own and come back and bring it back to mom and dad and teach them. I mean, it's... 
if you're a parent that doesn't necessarily get out so much yourself, but you have a, a kid that is into it and you can put him in one of these programs and then that kid will bring, you know, bring that information back to you and the, the enjoyment that you can have together with your child, letting them teach you how to do something. I mean, that is, it's the most amazing thing as a parent and the kid just gets a huge kick out of it, of course. Yeah. And that's why, you know, in our mission statement, when you go to that, that our website, it says uh, that our job is to empower kids, empower kids to choose active and healthy lifestyles. And, and I think that's that empower I mean, piece is, is empower them to want to go back with their families or, or a friend at school who wasn't at camp and, and empower um, other people around them to, to be more active and be more, more uh, engaged in the outdoors. Yeah. I love that. Launching kids into a lifetime of empowering outdoor adventure. It's the perfect <laughs> statement. Thank All you. right. So kind of the last question here, what inspires Paul Dreyer? Obviously, adventure sports, outdoor activity is full of inspiration in and of itself. But what inspires and drives you? Yeah, I, on a daily and, you know, sometimes hourly basis, I I think of the word connection in my life. And, and if that can be a, a part of all things that I do, um, that that would just be my life's dream and, and goal, and and my inspiration is is to look for um, ways to connect people, and and then connect people to fill in the blank, and and I clearly love connecting people to adventure sports and the outdoors, but you know this role of of recruiting and connecting people to a new community that they're going to love working with, connecting people to a to a, a job that will launch them into a, a career in education or a career in something else that they love. But somehow finding that connection piece, working with a kid that um, I can connect them to a new friend or I can connect them to a new way to um, be with their family or, or see life, uh, connect them to um, being a, a sustainable part of, of the world by being environmentally more friendly than they were. So it, it, there's so many ways to provide those connection pieces and, and it really is inspiring. And, and every time I think about connection and providing a new connection, it, it's, it just, I mean, it gives me just a little bit of goosebumps, right? A, a, wow. That like what an honor that is and, and how grateful I am to be an opportunity to, to look for ways to, to give people connection. Perfect answer. I love it. All right, Paul, is there anything that you would like to bring up that we didn't cover yet before we close down the show? I, I just want to thank you, Travis, for, for this podcast and for um, bringing stories of adventure and, and connection out to, to other people out there and, and really appreciate you um, jumping on board with, with the mission at Avid for Adventure. And I'll just throw one, one last plug out there for, for folks, just in case they missed it before. All the information that we talked about on the show is at our website. It, it's avid4.com, A-V-I-D, and then the number 4.com. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is definitely our mission to inspire adults and kids to get out there and do the stuff that we truly and love and enjoy. Um, and the fact that you guys are are have built a 
a company around getting kids specifically out there just is perfectly in lockstep with what we want to do. So I am always willing to support you guys. And I definitely invite our listeners to go check you guys out at avid4.com. Like you said, they have a great presence on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Pinterest. Definitely check them out on Instagram. I mean, all kinds of cool pictures of kids just out there having a blast and doing what is really meaningful in life and, and not have their face in the tablet. So, Paul, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Travis. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, for the College Ambassador Program, we're still taking applications. A few of you have come forward and said you'd be interested in doing it with us. We're going to have a lot of fun with these guys. For the rest of you, we're still looking for more college ambassadors around the country. So please go onto the website and click the Contact Us button and let us know if you'd like to, to join up and do some of this with us. And stay tuned for some upcoming event announcements. We're going to be doing a few fun things uh, together, and we want you to be a part of it. So keep listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast, and we're going to have some fun. And now it's time for you to get out and have some fun for yourself. Take care and come back and join us for the next episode.